This episode, we're pleased to be joined by Oivan from Todd and Karen Music. Check them out on Facebook at Todd and Karen Music. You can find them on YouTube, on Instagram at todd.karen.music. You can find them on Breaking Tunes at breakingtunes.com backslash Todd Karen. And check them out on Amazon Music, among other places. This episode, we present an analysis and discussion of our favorite creepy songs that remind us of the horror master Stephen King. We do not own the rights to any of this music, but it is our honor to analyze and discuss as it relates to Stephen King's use of music throughout his novels, television series, and movies. Remember, this show is made possible by listeners like you. You can support us on Venmo at Bigfoot UFO. And now, on with the show. All Things Unexplained. Hosted by Dr. Mounts. Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. (laughs) CJ Derringer. Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves. I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. Previously on All Things Unexplained. On with the show, Stephen King. Here we go. So we kind of went, you know, if it's creepy, if it's spooky, if it's paranormal, then it falls into our ode to Stephen King. Someone said, someone named Allison Party Vokey has commented, This is dad, CJ. We, we can't hear the music. Well, I can hear it. CJ can hear it. Oh, Evan can hear it. It is faint. It is very faint. All right, that brings us into number two. Look at us. We are moving quickly today. I'm proud of us. Um, So, Oyvind, your number two. Tell us. Yes. Radiohead. We suck young blood. (laughs) uh, It's a very slow-moving, creepy song, which in the middle just goes into this mental jazz break. Um, And... um, Lyrics like, are you sweet? Are you fresh? Are you strung up by the wrists? We want the young blood. So uh, I think it's a, it's a (laughs) horrifying thing, but it's, uh, I think it's a comment on Hollywood really, but it's, uh, it's very creepy. (laughs) However you want to interpret it. (laughs) It's got a creepy enough title. This is Radiohead, We Suck Young Blood. listen to much Radiohead, CJ? No. Maybe I know some of their songs, but no, it wasn't something that I listen to often. Are you 
So, you have to wonder, is it about vampires, or is it a metaphor again? <laughs> <laughs> and you said that it gets, like, really heavy in the middle, yes? That it speeds up? This is so weird, yeah, this is weird jazzy thing in the middle, which just adds to the creepiness. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of oddly... Yeah, oddly placed there. I like to think this is about vampires. <laughs> Could be. Oh, even what's what's your favorite vampire movie? Oh man, yeah, I couldn't even begin to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Just to me, geez. my favorite film is Life of Brian, and that should like tell you something about me. <laughs> I miss that. What's your favorite film? Life of Brian. <laughs> Monty Python. Oh, I love oh. Monty Python. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could do a British accent. It's just a wee rabbit. Yeah. It's just a wee bunny. What's so scary about a wee bunny? <laughs> it's a best British accent. This is super creepy, though. I can feel Matter it fact, starting to build, though. Yes. Oh, you know what? I think Radiohead <laughs> was was mentioned in one of the Lego movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, when it's uh, the ba Batman song. Uh huh. And he's just talking about being so dark and brooding, you know. And one of the songs is like, "Dude, have you ever listened to Radiohead?" Wesley Snipes played the vampire. <laughs> <laughs> but he could go out and day. He was a day walker. There was also a book, speaking of We Suck Young Blood, it got turned into a movie. I thought, I read the book, it was such a great concept. So, you know, in Alaska, the book was set in a certain town in Alaska, right? And it was about to set into so many months of darkness, right? Where the sun never rises. And what a perfect time, what a perfect situation to be a vampire. <laughs> That's a pretty good so the, situation for vampires. So the whole story is set, you know, in this small Alaskan town, and basically it sucks to be there if you're not a vampire. <laughs> So that that was Radiohead. We suck young blood. That had a lot going on in it. S super creepy. Yes. Yeah. Very creepy. Very creepy. <laughs> yeah. CJ, I think your number two has a lot going on in it. Yeah. The cover so art, I, which I cannot I get never, out of my mind. 
thought that I would have ever said that one of my favorite songs came from Disturbed. <laughs> but I love this song so much, and I only recently discovered it. Um, right before my son was born, I was like putting his crib together maybe, and I had Alexa on, and Sounds of Silence came on. But Disturbed's remake of it, and I sat there going, this song is so intense and beautiful and the way it builds and it's creepy and amazing and yeah i like this i've been listening to it all day have you it's addicting and until you told me about it i knew some other disturbed songs but i'd never given this one a chance even right i remember telling you i was like okay i'm obsessed with sounds of silence by disturbed and you were like what the heck <laughs> like how, how did that yeah. sentence even just come out of your mouth <laughs> but it's so good oh even one thing i've i noticed while i was listening to it today like right here his voice starts changing like it gets kind of growly when he starts out he's kind of just like softly speaking it just builds and builds. It's so good. But he just keeps getting more intense as the song goes on. Oivan, have you heard this? Their version? Not, not that version, no. That's new to me. This is great. And you're right, it just keeps building and just building. It keeps building. It's so good. I want to see a live performance of that. Like, I can just picture Disturbed with, like, a full orchestra behind them singing that song. I know. I bet they have, like, giant rock monsters in the background. <laughs> and that line right there, right. silence like a cancer grows. I just think that's so disturbing. It is I could listen to it all day. It's so good. It is so good. So I have to say, Speaking of sound of silence, that I feel like that's been on a lot of movies. Just the regular song from Simon and Garfunkel. Just the regular song. And so I agree that this disturbed version is so good, but it's so creepy. But it's not my favorite use of the song. <laughs> I, I have to I have to play my favorite use of the song. <laughs> okay. See if y'all see if y'all know what this is from. Hey there, buddy. Need a friend? Yeah, me too. Hey. <laughs> wow. 
Banshee. Yeah. What kind of gun is this? That's a tranquilizer gun. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. They say it can puncture the skin of a rhino from a hundred... Ow! You're crazy. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. I like you. But you're crazy. I'm so tired. Oh, great. <laughs> Is it from Trolls? Not Trolls. <laughs> Good guess, though. <laughs> Guy just fell in the pool. That's a hand. This is Simon and Garfunkel, of course. Right. The guy's in the pool drowning. I don't know. I'm stuck. He's starting to have a dream. You know, I'm so bad he with sees his wife. This is the most beautiful day. They had broken up before this scene. <laughs> She's feeding him a strawberry. I've missed you, Frank. I'm so glad you're back. I've missed you too, Mike. She's leaning in for a kiss. <laughs> you're sweet. About to lean in for a kiss. Here she comes. <laughs> the guy kicks him back in the pool. That's from old school when he, when Frank old gets the school. dark gun in the neck. He's like, it's at the kid's birthday party, right? And he's like, "What is this?" Like, dude, that's a that's a tranquilizer gun. I got it, got it on Amazon. It's like the most that's powerful right. one in the market. Oh my gosh! It's a, that's that's my favorite version or use of Hello Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so I think we're all oh and longtime listener. Where'd he go? Jason Stifler said, Love the show and love Radiohead. I knew Mr. Stifler was a Radiohead fan. Thanks, Mr. Stifler. It's so <laughs> Wow. It's so funny he just chimed in because the guy that kicks Frank back in the pool is famous from American Pie with the Stiflers. Stiflers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so my number two, and I think after this, and by the way, we, we're so honored to have special guest Oyvind and his partner Ina's was not able to join us today, but they make up the group Todd and Karen from Norway. And we love them. And after this, we're going to play a special song from them called Mr. Beadsley. And if you look in the show description today, you'll find all their information, how to find out more about them. Or even before I reveal my number two, maybe you'd like to tell everybody how they can check 
check more of your music out and more about y'all. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and um, find our music on Spotify and Apple Music, wherever you like to devour your music, you'll find us there. That's terrific. And hopefully they're not banned from Spotify yet. You're not, not going to fall near <laughs> No. Um, we haven't pulled our music yet. No, we, won't, we won't get into that. But we're doing an unexplained uh, update tonight, Oyvind, and it'll be like 3 a.m. your time. I, I might say a few choice words about that situation. But not today. I'm staying out of it. So my number two <laughs> song is actually uh, quoted as an epitaph to a Stephen King book, which I read recently. And it's it just such a powerful book. It's just so moving. And I only just recently read it. And the thing is, if I had read it before COVID, it would not have been nearly as significant. But this book read after COVID 2020 through present day is just remarkably disturbing. On mm-hmm. It is disturbing. So I'll give it that. Yeah. I couldn't finish CJ it. CJ knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Here's a quote from Stephen King in the epitaph of The Stand. Outside the streets on fire in a real death waltz between flesh and what's fantasy. And the poets down here don't know, don't write any nothing at all. They just stand back and let it all be. And in the quick of the night, they reach for their moment and try to make an honest stand. But they wind up wounded, not even dead, tonight in jungle land. And so this is my number two. I think everyone will know it. Jungle land. By Bruce Springsteen. And it's weird how some of these songs just fit right into apocalyptic tales, right? Mm-hmm. The Rangers out of homecoming in Harlem late last night. And a magic rat drove his slick machine over a Jersey state line. Barefoot girl sitting on the hood of a Dodge, drinking warm beer in the soft summer rain. The rat pulls in the town, rolls up his pants. He's such a good storyteller. He's a little out there, but a great storyteller. (laughs) Iconic He keeps building this one, too, as we take our stand. Down in the 
Oivan, are you familiar with what the stand is about? By Stephen King? No, sir. So, I'm not. Oh, that's okay. It may sound familiar <laughs> to you. If you've been paying attention to the news the last couple of years. So imagine this. <laughs> Government facility doing top secret virus research. Virus escapes. Oh, yeah. Virus starts killing people. Virus starts killing mm -hmm. people everywhere. Everybody dies. <laughs> Almost everybody. <laughs> the world turns into two groups of people, both taking their final stand. Bad guys, California. Good guys, go to. <laughs> Good guys make their way to, to Colorado. So, yeah. I didn't make it that far. Familiar. I read like 570 pages, and I was like, that is just so much death. I just can't take any more. <laughs> you know what? I actually said it wrong. They were not in California. They Some of them started out in California, but the bad guys actually congregated in Las Vegas. Mm. And the good guys congregated in Colorado. And, of course, they ultimately had to make their final, final stand. And so, yeah. I think that reading this post-COVID about a virus the government creates, and um, not only do they create it, they even unleash it on the other countries secretly, covertly, just so the other countries can't figure out who did it. <laughs> <laughs> disturbingly mm. realistic, uh, disturbingly close to current events. And so... We've made it through number two. I think that, CJ, do you think now would be a good time to throw in a couple of honorable yeah. mentions and then, oh, no. and then we can listen to the Todd and Karen song? I've been, I'm dying to hear it. I listened to it last night. It's so great. Let's share their song. Okay, great. So we've got a special song from Todd and Karen called Mr. Beasley. Oivan, do you want to intro the song for us and tell us a little bit more about it? Sure. So this is our debut single, and um, I believe you're going to play uh, the demo version of it that we threw together in this very room, uh, which we call Shabby, Shabby Road. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it's it's um, it's the first song from our kind of concept. We have a concept. Uh, surrounding our songs called Beardsley Boulevard, this kind of quirky street with all kinds of, uh, you know, characters living in it. And um, it's about uh, the kind of queen of the night, uh, this jolly cross-dresser called uh, Mr. Beardsley. Love it. Awesome. I, I can't wait for our, get our listeners to hear it. We're so pleased to have this special demo version, the first debut uh, hit from Todd and Karen called Mr. Beasley and here it is probably for the first time to, to uh, an American audience at least on a large scale and here we go Mr. Beasley When you wear that sequin red dress baby You sent me to cloud nine I can't believe you're mine 
so fun. The music in that is so much fun. So I assume you guys play all the instruments. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrific. It loves me of, of so many of the songs I loved actually from the 80s. I don't know how much inspiration y'all draw from the 80s, but that's just what it reminded me of just like these fun, uh, catchy songs I used to love from the 80s. And CJ asked if he if they played all their instruments. One thing I noticed before he came out, before we went live is he has a banjo there in the background. Oh. And I actually. Yeah, <laughs> mistakenly called it a ukulele but it is a banjo <laughs> <laughs> ukulele yeah so it's, it's a good time banjo <laughs> well i taught it banjo that's pretty popular uh, musical instrument where i come from but i love love me some bluegrass and of course banjo is basically synonymous with bluegrass so i love the banjo so oivan that song is very colorful and you and ina you guys met as teachers, correct? That's true. We are actually colleagues. colleagues. We work at the same school. Okay. <laughs> so you got to be pretty straight-laced while yeah. teaching. Is this a good outlet for you guys to just sort of write whatever? Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, we could take it all. <laughs> you take out all our, you know, everything, <laughs> all our weirdness in the music, I suppose. <laughs> No, we, we, we work at a cool school. They let us be a bit quirky. Teachers so. need outlets. Oh, it's good. And yeah. Teachers do oh, need outlets, where, that's for sure. Where is Ina, where is Ina from? Well, Ina, uh, was, she was born in Switzerland, but she uh, she's from Cork in Ireland. Cork yes. in Ireland and CJ, yeah, did, don't you have some so connection with Cork? <laughs> I do. So when I read that last night, I was researching about you guys. I went, oh my gosh, Cork, Ireland. I cannot believe the connection that I have to this show that I'm doing in terms of things that are spooky and to music and to Cork, Ireland. I, I wish that Ina was here so that I could tell this story to her, but she's going to have to listen. So when I went to Ireland, I was in Dublin and I was at this pub and there was this group of gentlemen there and they were telling me all about the places I was going to go travel to. And they said, well, if you get to Cork, you've got to find a small pub and the old men there will sing to you. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? This is so crazy. But now I have to find out, right? Like now I've got to find a pub and have old men sing to me. And um, I, we went to Cork and we went to this pub. It was rather large. I was trying to get these old men to sing to me. And <laughs> no, like that's not, we don't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. You're out of your mind. I don't know where you heard that. Well, as the night progressed, there was this guy there and he was from America and he had been kicked out of the United States for some sort of terrorist something or other. And he was terrifying and he Yikes. was, he was up in my space. He was up in my face. He was very threatening. He was very scary. He kept saying things to me like, I know how United States. He just was, it was one of the worst experiences of my life. But as it was happening, all of the older gentlemen at the bar were witnessing it. And I could tell that they were trying to intervene somehow. They were trying to help me. They were trying to get this guy away from me. And all of a sudden, one of the guys at the bar started singing as loud as he could 
And then five people down the way, there was another guy who started singing. And then there was another guy in the pub who had been there the whole night by himself, probably in his 80s, started singing. And they were all singing the exact same song. And before I knew it, every man over the age of like 60 in the bar was singing to me. And all of the young men in the bar were like shaking their heads like, what is happening right now? But eventually the guy from the U.S. that had been kicked out you know, realized that there was a lot of attention and he left and I stayed several hours longer. And as I left, he happened to be outside and I ducked it. Security guards wouldn't let him in. It was a very terrifying experience. But the fact that that combined with the music of these people singing to me was one of the wackiest, scariest, also coolest experiences of my life. And it was in Cork, Ireland. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah. Crazy. I wish I knew what song they sang. It is an appropriate ode to Stephen King, though. Yeah, that guy was scary. It would have ended much worse for you if it had actually been a Stephen King book. Thank, well, I wonder what are the odds? Know. What are the odds that Ina was there that night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Cork is it a big place? It can't. No, I have no idea. No. Can't be that big, right? No, what was it? do you remember the name of the establishment? No, I would have to. I could probably find it if I did some research. I'm, I'm thinking like the drunken leprechaun or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a little classier than that. Pop the cork. <laughs> Pop the cork. That <laughs> <laughs> would be a little classier. So I think we're actually up to our. Number one songs each, is that right? Yes. We've done No, we gotta do some honorable mentions. So Okay. We had a hard time narrowing this list down. CJ. Give us an honorable mentions. Yeah, mention. I actually have a, I have a couple of honorable mentions that I didn't get in time to send to you, so I'm just going to name them because I thought that they were really um really cool. So one of them is called Secret by the pierces and i think it's the intro to dexter but i listened to it today and it's it's terrifying and haunty but i really liked it actually and then another one is the song called the way by fastball which my cousin nikki sent this to me and i knew every single word to this song i mean i i I knew it so well but i had never thought about the lyrics and apparently it's actually about a real life story of two adult parents that disappeared and um yeah I'm not sure what became of them, but they never made it back. So that story, that one was interesting. But um, in terms of songs that we do have, uh, one of our mutual friends, Scott, had had posted the plastic bag song from American Beauty. And apparently there's this scene in American Beauty, and it's been a long time since I saw the movie where this plastic bag is just sort of tumbling in the wind, and it's an all-acoustic song. And it is a little haunting when you listen to it. Do you have that, that one pulled up, Tim? Yeah, let's check it out, Lou. Okay. And CJ, you have another honorable mention. Don't tell anybody what it is. I just want to start playing the music from it. And I know everybody will know it. Yes. This is the plastic bag theme from American Beauty. I've, I've never seen the movie, but this is a haunting melody. Yeah, it is. So that's an honorable mention. And then the next and one, I've of course... A- Everyone will know. I've got another, yeah, honorable mention here from CJ. 
Moivin might not know, but let's see. I'm not sure how popular this was overseas, but this, I have to say, I accidentally saw this movie when <laughs> I was a child. Accidentally. Oh. Completely scarred me for life and literally changed the direction of my entire life in a negative way. You are scarred from this movie. <laughs> and yes, I, I so am. CJ knows. Here we go. Like, I already want to just leave it's the podcast. It's so good. Well, Evan, you know what this is? Sounds familiar, but I can't place it. Let's just say I still won't go back in the water. Pictorial fan <laughs> out of the water. Yeah. So this was a Steven Spielberg movie. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the great things about this movie, there was no CGI, so they literally had a real giant mechanical yeah. shark in the movie. And it was on display at Universal Studios Hollywood, which I used to go there all the time. You could take the tram ride, and you'd go through like the backlash and all the fire, and you'd go by Jaws, and the music would play. And, um, so my mom is the one who actually recommended that song for our list. So thanks, Mom. Interestingly, I'm so scarred by this movie, but yet I know every line. I could tell you everything, <laughs> every line from the movie. All you the characters. Stop watching I love, it, huh? <laughs> I know. I love Roy Schneider in the movie. It's so horrifying when he jumps up on the boat and the, cat, the old grizzly captain starts sliding down. And he's like clawing at the side of the boat and he just slowly, like the shark just sits at the bottom with his mouth open until the shark, you know, just falls right into his mouth. But one of my favorite quotes from the movie by the Roy Snyder character, and he's afraid of the water, right? He's terrified of the water. And somebody, and he ironically lives on a fictional place called Amity Island. They said... Well, and he's the sheriff. Says, sheriff, I don't get it. You're so afraid of the water. Why do you live on an island? He says, well, it's only an island if you look at it from the water. <laughs> and it's so true. Uh, it also That's makes me think line. of a recent um, viral hit from a lady who's talking about the sharks in the ocean. And she's like, that's the shark's home. I don't go in the shark's home. Sharks don't go in my home. We live happily ever after. It's fine. <laughs> CJ, did you have any other honorable mentions? I've got one more. This came from oh, okay. a friend of mine. Um, his name's Mike. We played volleyball together. He's a cool dude, cool dad. He's a cool skateboarder, too, and just keeps on rocking every day. And he he said um, Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo, which I had never heard before. So I got an opportunity to listen to that yesterday. That's a pretty cool song. Dead Man's Party, Oingo Boingo. I don't know much about... Oh, yeah. Come on. 
This is like Halloween party music magic right there. I feel like this is from the 80s. Is this from the 80s? It's gotta be. I'll look it up. Dead Man's Party. Boingo, boingo. CJ, was that your last? That's my last honorable mention, yes. Well, so I had such a hard time wearing mine down. I could have a thousand honorable mentions, but I, I told Oyvind before the show that, you know, I, I, I found some lists compiled of musical references by Stephen King. Literally, they stopped counting at 839. So <laughs> it was so hard to put this together. But here's a song that, on the face of it, it doesn't seem that creepy. It's a really old song. But let me see. Oh, and one song that I really, this could have made my honorable mention for sure. Keep it by Little Richard. But that's from Christine, of course. Christine gets gets angry at her boyfriend and won't won't let him back in. But We Belong Together by Robert and Johnny, a very old classic tune. But, you know, I feel like so many of these old songs, when you listen in, in with a modern perspective, they actually come off a little creepy, like, you're mine. <laughs> we belong together for eternity. Deal with it. And so that is from, again, CJ, Christine. And that's basically the demon-possessed car telling the dude, like, yeah, you're mine. Try to Don't get away. Try to get out you. Don't try to leave. Uh, dare you. <laughs> you. You're going to be in big trouble if you do. And my next one comes back from, I'm going to take a swing back to Maximum Overdrive. So back to ACDC. They did the entire soundtrack. Let me find it. I had so many songs I wanted to do. Here we go. This is Who Made Who. ACDC, another great lick here. That's a good song. And of course, the, the bottom line there is uh, who began to know when who made who? I mean, so it's like, okay, these crazy vehicles, the humans, it's just like you see it in a whole different light after you see the movie. So, who made who? My honorable mention, ACDC from Maximum Overdrive. And now we've, I think we're up to our final number ones. We can't thank, before we get to them, Oyvind from Todd and Karen. So much for being here with Miss Ina. Hopefully she'll come back on with us sometime in the near future. With Oyvind, of course. Let's hope so. <laughs> Thank you for having us on. And All right, Oyvind, what's your number one? So my number one is Genesis. And um, it's got a song called Supper's Ready. Um, I guess I can do the story. 
Yes. The um, inspiration for this it is the huge long piece uh, by Genesis. It's about 23, 24 minutes long. Proper prog rock. Um, but apparently the, the inspiration behind it comes from a supernatural experience that um, Peter Gabriel had, in which his, he was with his wife and his wife apparently took on another form and her voice and entire being changed. And he looked out into his garden and there were seven shrouded men out there. I don't know how many, much, you know, how many substances were involved. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was pretty creepy anyway. And uh, the lyrics are, you know, it's uh, all over the place. And to add to the creepiness, they talk about Winston Churchill dressed in drag and all kinds of things. So, yeah. The Queen's not going to like that? It's, uh, no, she's not. <laughs> It's, it's uh, probably the best song of the 70s, if you ask me, this one. Wow, it's so long. You have some patience. Yeah. It's over 23 minutes long. And like I was telling Oivan before the show, to American audiences, I think I'm pretty typical here. Genesis means Phil Collins, mm-hmm. and Genesis means Miami Vice. And Genesis means cheesy 80s pop songs. But this is none of those. This is the original of Genesis. And as a treat to our listeners, we'll listen to all 23 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Buckle up, folks. I actually love the cover art, and so I, I put added the cover art here. I, I don't even know how to describe it. Maybe they're, I don't know, at the North Pole? Oh, there's a lot. But Peter Gabriel used to dress as that fox on stage. Oh. <laughs> with the head and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it, it looks like a arctic scene and there's water and mountains and a a fox with a red dress on and an iceberg and a whale Hmm. and stuff floating in the water is that a submarine it's hard to see that picture i'm gonna look it up something like that i don't know where you're seeing an iceberg it looks like a beach to me well, a chunk of ice that the fox lady's standing on. Oh, yeah. I call that an iceberg. This is Supper's Ready by Genesis. Looks like the album is called Foxtrot. This was a new one for me. Yeah, me too. That was Todd and Karen's number one in our number in our countdown, Ode to Stephen King. Yes. That was a good one. That was a good and one. And I think a good introduction to the other side of Genesis for American audiences. <laughs> <laughs> the dark side. The dark side the dark of Genesis. Side. <laughs> dark side of Genesis. No more, no more I can't dance. 
<laughs> that was that... really the dark side. Right? <laughs> oh, I, I can't dance. What a great video, though. It is so fun. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, my right, number CJ, one song. I... Oh, what's that? Oh, that's not. I don't know what that is. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> You're number one. Yes, my number one song. I had only known it from Tears for Fears until one day I was watching American Idol many moons ago and Adam Lambert performed a very dark version of the song, which I have since learned. Most people do the very dark version of the song and it was featured in the movie Donnie Darko and the song is Mad World which to me when you listen to the lyrics i feel like a lot of people myself included sometimes fall into this like we're just doing the same thing every single day we're just walking around mindlessly doing the same thing what's it all for and you can hear this internal struggle in this song very dark you're so right about that like we're all moving and we're going up no expression, no expression. Hide my head, I wanna drown my sorrow. No tomorrow, no tomorrow. And I find it kind of funny. I funny, find it kind of find sad. It kind of the dreams in which I'm dying are the best I've ever had. So an interesting thing about this song, and I love Donnie Darko. Mad World. I think Donnie Darko is a brilliant movie, a cult classic. So I only know this version, but this is actually a cover by the songwriter. I don't know how many times you hear of that happening, Oyvind, but this is uh, Gary Jules. He wrote this song, but it was originally performed by Tears for Fears, of course, in the 80s. Not a haunting version at all, but Gary Jules himself did a cover of it for the movie Donnie Darko. Next thing you know, it is associated with angst, time travel, final destinations, uh, destiny, a demonic giant bunny named Frank, <laughs> Patrick Swayze, he's in there, Drew Barrymore, Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Great song. Beautiful song. Ivan, have you seen Donnie Darko? I have a long time ago. It's a good movie. Very good. So creepy. It just makes you go, wait, what exactly is hmm. happening here? Why does he keep sitting in a theater with a giant demonic <laughs> this, this is a This is a long way from Monty Python, let me tell you. Or maybe it's close it because Monty Python had a killer bunny. 
Donnie Darko had a de- there you go. demonic bunny. So who knows? That that was a great <laughs> a great number one, CJ. So my number one comes from a, another epitaph. I'm going to go back to the stand here. And Stephen King actually changed the lyrics just a little bit for the stand. It's It's hard to tell, but I did pick up on that. And so let me find my cover art here. This is Stephen King writing at the beginning of The Stand. And it was clear she couldn't go on. The door was open and the wind appeared. The candles blew and then disappeared. The curtains flew and then he appeared. Said, don't be afraid. Come on, Mary. And she had no fear. And she ran to him. And then they started to fly. She had taken his hand. Come on, Mary. Don't fear the reaper. Hey, of course we need more cowbell. Cowbell. Oh, he's got it. So I forgot this actually was super popular from the Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah. Oh, classic. Will Ferrell mentioned. We need more cowbell. (laughs) I've got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. So the other reason this song is famous in Stephen King lore is because The Stand, an epic book, by the way. So, Oivin, when The Stand was originally written and it came out in 1978, it was so big, it was such a big book that modern printing presses could not print it. And so Stephen King, the editors, did not make him take parts out he had to take parts out for it to be a book it literally could not could not be printed in its current form and i was actually lucky enough to read or listen to the uh, extended version where he just chunked all that stuff back in but the stand in the 80s maybe early 90s became a very popular miniseries at least in america only three channels right and miniseries were kind of a thing and so you know every week a new episode of the stand came on it was like maybe uh, two hours long something like that only four episodes though right something like that and at the very beginning of the stand the miniseries don't fear the reaper starts like right at the beginning oh, really and yes and the camera is just panning all around this military facility right where just there's just dead bodies everywhere and so, this is not the Saturday Night Live, like, funny cowbell version. It takes on a whole other <laughs> meaning, right? Where as you're going around this virus research lab, and there's dead bodies everywhere, and then they start panning out into the larger world, you know, and, and basically, okay, the virus has escaped. And um, right from the very beginning, you, you kind of know what's on the way, right? Oh, yes. Total destruction. So that was Don't Fear the Reaper. <laughs> 
a blue Good choices. I'm really impressed with all of the Stephen King music. I had no idea that he had such epic songs in his books and movies. And that was fun. That was a fun little walk down Stephen King lane. It was awesome. We can't thank Oyvind Berg. Berg? Very good. Very good. <laughs> For joining us from Todd and Karen. His partner in the band, Ina, could not be with us today, but we will hope we hope y'all check all their stuff out. You can find them basically everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify. I've got the links up to all their all their uh, socials on the description of the show. If you're listening to us live on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find links to all their music and more about Todd and Karen, the band in the show description thanks thanks Oyvind, so much for joining us today we really appreciate you and he's coming to us from norway by the way yes yeah thank you so much for having me on it was super super cool to uh, to join you guys it was great cj appreciate you as always smitty sorry you were working <laughs> educating <laughs> the young minds I don't need no education. <laughs> That's what I would tell Smitty. <laughs> well, it was fun. Oyvind, thank you so much. CJ, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. You've been listening to All Things Unexplained. If you liked this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our show depends on the support of listeners like you. To help keep us going, please be sure to visit patreon.com backslash allthingsunexplained. Our Patreon patrons get early access to podcasts as well as exclusive audio and video clips. Or you can find us on Venmo under the business accounts. Just look for at Bigfoot UFO. Additionally, you can support us at buymeacoffee.com backslash unexplained. If you can't get enough of us, go ahead and check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor, and the man who wears far too many hats. No, seriously, he wears a lot of hats. Dr. Tim Mounts. Without you, we couldn't keep the lights on. Thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained.